Hello everybody, it's Michael Martin. Thank you very much for being here. So I want to talk to you today about managing the trade. Once you're in the trade and you've used your stops or your stop limits or your market order, doesn't matter what vehicle you're in, you might find that, again, going back to the ATR lesson, that volatility has changed. Volatility can ebb and flow after you've put the position on. And that can be, you know, not necessarily problematic, but it's something to look at in that as time evolves and the vol is increasing or decreasing, you may either end up having too big of a position on for the prevailing volatility as it's changed, or you might have a suboptimal amount of risk. I'm more concerned about when you have too much risk. So say, you know, you got into a particular contract when the vol was at 20, and it required that, you know, you had four contracts or, you know, a couple hundred shares of the stock. And if that volatility increases, say, 25 or 50 percent, now you have a position that you would not have put on, right, given the, the current or the prevailing volatility. So that requires you, in my humble opinion, a, uh, an opportunity to trim the hedges, so to speak. So you have to reevaluate your position and say, well, now that the volatility has increased, I have too many contracts or shares for the prevailing environment. And in order to kind of stay within my very stringent risk management objectives, I need to cut my position a little bit. Um, again, for best practices, that allows you to do a few things. It allows you to hit your financial goals, which means that you, even if you are, you know, hell-bent for election as a speculator, your job number one is to play superior defense, right? That's the difference between the folks who are untrained and the folks who are trained, is that the amateurs who are, you know, out there trying to do their best, they kind of come to the marketplace with dollar signs in their eyes saying, man, I'm going to take this money and trade it up to a million bucks, and God love them. Hope they do it. Whereas professionals come in and say, I have an idea on a certain XYZ underlying, where are my blind spots? Where could I lose here? If things go terribly wrong, what can I not predict? You know, this and that. And so they focus on preserving their capital. They don't want to lose a lot of money. They don't want the terrible drawdown that comes with trading errors and or acts of God, force majeure, or what have you. And they don't want to be emotionally destabilized. They know that what they do and their trading system has positive expected value. And so now it's just a function of time, right? But what you don't want to do is be in a situation when the volatility expands and you have too big of a position. It's not like you'll become the beached whale and have too big a spot, but it means the daily vol on your equity balances, which is what allocators are looking at, could end up being a little larger than you might want. So a lot of folks set goals and, and, and target the vol that way for any type of underlying, whether it's stocks or commodity futures, interbank currencies, options, and this and that. So it doesn't really matter. You want to try to monitor your daily portfolio volatility. Now, if you're trading your own money and your goal is to double and triple and quintuple your money, that's fine. You just have to realize that if you're gunning for 100% rate of return, uh, you know, you're largely going to be looking at upwards of a 50% drawdown at any given time. And, you know, so, so, so I don't recommend that. I think if it's something that you want to do, then by all means, only you will know if that's appropriate for you from speaking with your financial advisors and otherwise. So, uh, you know, go for it, but that's really on you. I just know that there is a relationship between drawdown and target rates of return. 
and it's it, you know it's impossible to go for that type of rate of return and not invite a big drawdown because you have to trade very big unless you're in the right place at the right time and you catch a move that's great but that's not a model right that's just good timing good luck that's not a business model right whereas you deliberately go out and trade very big that can work out from time to time but it also will work against you sooner or later and that's what we try to hedge by uh, hedge against by trading smaller and most likely trading less frequently so you might have to trim your hedges to have your optimal position on given the prevailing volatility. And it might seem like overkill, but if you do it over enough, over hundreds and hundreds of trades, you'll be better served. What might that look like? Well, say your risk unit in sugar is five contracts and the vol explodes. You might have to readjust it by simply selling one contract to bring your risk unit down to four contracts. That's all I'm talking about. If you're trading stocks according to a certain algorithm or tier size, you might have to cut it to another tier, or you might have to have the whole tier adjusted, right, lower, uh, and, and go from there. And that's just best practices for longevity coming from the mindset and the standpoint that this is a marathon, not a sprint. Any one particular trade, maybe it's not a big deal. Um, I do believe that black swans happen in you know greater frequency than we want to uh, admit, but nonetheless, if you always just try to focus on playing really, really good defense, you'll make your money, but you'll find that by having very, very prudent risk management, you don't wake up and have these surprises in a hurt you as much as it would for other people because you're deliberately trying to stay within the confines of you know the risk management rules that you set up for yourself when you started out. So that's basically you know, what fraction of your account are you willing to risk as a bet size, but then also as that bet size evolves, after you put it on, it requires some babysitting. We call that trade management, and uh, I hope you get the point. Thank you very much for listening. You can get your free copy of the audiobook version of The Inner Voice Trading at martinchronicle.com, and uh, very much thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next episode.